want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram over at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Joshua Cano on the line. He is the founder and head strategist at Cano and Associates LLC and a recent TED speaker, which I'm excited to get into that experience with him. Um, Joshua, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be on. So I definitely want to get into, you know, your experience as a TED speaker and things that you, uh, I mean, a lot of people listening to this, we've all heard the brand and I always always love to get the insights of what what you took away from the experience. Um, But before we do that, let's go back in time a bit. So how did you get started as an entrepreneur and in business? Sure. Well, um, actually, I, out of college, was working up and down Madison Avenue in advertising sales. Uh, and like a lot of other New Yorkers, uh, at around the time of uh, 9-11, uh, I have a 9-11 story like, like many other folks, but um, um, circumstances pushed me uh, to change my career path as well as just um, wanting to try something else. And at the time, I was young enough and, uh, and didn't have any kids. And so um, I thought, you know, the world is actually going through a lot of tumult and changes Maybe this is a good time to to think about it. And I spent about, like I said, about six years uh, up and down Madison Avenue. So that was actually the impetus that that uh, that pushed me over the edge. Mm. And so you you uh, you know career change. It's a, it's a big deal, especially um, when you're going to go start going into your business into business for yourself. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to that new entrepreneur or um, that's just kind of getting started? Sure. Well, I think there's lots of people who can tell you to do lots of different things, um, and far be it from any one person to give you the best piece of advice. But maybe there's anecdotes along with you know larger lessons learned by, by a lot of different people. And so my my first piece of advice is talk to more than one. Um, and the second one is is you know you're living in a different time and a different place with a different set of circumstances than anybody that came before you. So, you know, take that into account as well. Um, and while we all want to do something that we're passionate about and super excited about and that we love, uh, sometimes that's not always the best motivator to do something that is be a good entrepreneurial experience. And if we take a step back for a second, um, it's really about starting a company or a business, you know, to solve a problem or, or to give somebody, you know, a pleasure, right? It's either a pain or, or pleasure pill that you're, you end up selling. So, you know, really take a little bit more time <laughs> to decide and um, and try and get it right uh, out of the gate for the right reason. So that, that's all I would say. Mm. Um, let's, let's switch it up a bit. I want to uh, talk a little bit more about your experience as a TED speaker. So um, what, kinds of, what kind of things you learned about and what was your talk about? Sure. So I... Um, uh, I did a TED Talk on trust in business, and I guess I know something about trust. One one thing they don't tell you about being an entrepreneur that your audience may appreciate is that you will, you will learn about trust <laughs> at all kinds of levels, both uh, <laughs> good and bad. And um, and I, I had many of those experiences uh, in good ways and, you know, a 
unfortunately also also with bad ones. But um, I think the the biggest takeaway from from both the good and the bad is is that you do learn a lot more from the ones that are bad. Uh, you learn what not to do and what to do and what sort of signs and things to look out for. And then when even when you see them and you make the mistake again. <laughs> Uh, because you believe that you know this time it's going to be different, um, it's always a stark reminder of of the lessons that that we learn and that hopefully we digest at a quicker rate, so that we end up having more successes versus versus failures, obviously. Um, but the TED experience also taught me some other kind of interesting value points. Um, I'd spent so much time presenting material, selling the company. You know, or companies raising money, and and um, for those that don't know me, I had two positive exits and, and two not so great ones, uh, which is, is still pretty good batting average. But um, you know, what I didn't understand was that I wasn't really telling a story around who we were and what we were doing and what we were trying to solve for people. And even when I was trying to go through the, the TED experience uh, in a and, you know, they have this, this whole screening process to get to in order to, to do the talk. And maybe it's changed since I did it um, uh, about two years ago. But the, the quick version is, is, you know, I kept telling them this. I kept showing them, you know, presentation material. And at some point after the first or the second call, you know, they were very friendly. And they said, you know, Josh, this is great if you're, like, trying to raise venture capital money. But... <laughs> we're looking for somebody to actually tell us a story. You know, do you mind telling us a story about your, you know, your experience with trust and, and, and how that's going to be beneficial to the audience, right? And what is the story? And so I didn't really realize that I was doing this all wrong. And then I sent the information to a close friend of mine who happens to um, be an independent contractor for, for writing um, and directing uh, film documentaries. He looked at it. And he, you know, kind of gently called me back and, and sent an email and said, "This is awful. Um, this isn't a story at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what you really need to do is learn how to tell a story." And I, I think it gave me pause because I'd been this, you know, arguably, you know, pretty mm -hmm. successful guy, and 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 uh, folks had put me on their advisory board and and even board of directors in, in a few handful of cases. And I just thought, well, what am I doing wrong? So I went and I looked. Uh, up to you know how to tell a story. It sounds very basic, but there is this architect like you kind of you know start off with maybe you know an allegory or a theme that everybody can relate to, and then you kind of dive into it, and then you bring them up to a crescendo, and then you know let the audience you know back to center, so to speak, by by finishing up in a in a coy or meaningful way. And I would you know just dawned on me that I'd spent probably 15 plus years of my life not telling stories, but breaking everything down into these bite-sized pieces, you know, about the business itself or about the mm. value proposition or whatever. And I had gotten so used to doing that, I didn't know how to tell a story anymore. So I went wow. back and I rewrote the entire thing along the lines of writing a story and, and what it would mean to tell a story about trust and my experience with trust and, and what that would look like, and then maybe some advice, you know, out the other side so people got something out of the TED Talk other than there's this nice bald guy on stage talking about trust. And <laughs> when I was finished, this, this second or third time going back to do the presentations, they were like, 
you know, quietly relieved. Oh, my gosh, he's not, you know, he's not an idiot. We can actually put him on stage because he can tell a story that's just good. And and that was probably the biggest takeaway that I had. The, the other thing that, that kind of um, became a, like a benefit of doing the talk, uh, or at least, again, learning how to tell a story was um, I – I think what reignited a lot of interest both from a business perspective and then from other talking to other people about it is we all grow up sitting on our parents' laps or, or somebody or sitting in the classroom and, and everybody's been telling us stories since we were a kid and mm-hmm. we love it, right? As human beings, we love hearing stories and that's why we like movies and, and the rest of it. And it's just such a, like, duh moment. <laughs> How did you not think of this? Um, and then I learn to tell stories again. And, of course, I think it's been beneficial in business itself as well, that we don't always have to do a presentation or this kind of stale, flat, two-dimensional um, depiction of what it is we're trying to do to, to, to uh, you know, to grow our businesses. You can tell a story and have it be even more meaningful than, you know, than any PowerPoint uh, that you would give. What, I, that's that's amazing, and thank you for sharing the the kind of the thought process behind what you went through. Um, what kind of advice? Because not uh, I know there's a lot of people listening to this that are going to relate to what you just said, uh, and who maybe have gotten out of the realm of you know being able to tell a story or communicate um, in in, a, in an entertaining enough way for so that somebody is uh, going to want to hear what you have to say. Um, what kind of advice can you give to somebody who maybe, um, you know, that you learned from that path of learning how to actually tell the story? I, I, you know, it's going to sound like uh, maybe simplistic or oversimplistic advice, but um, read more books, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. right? If you have time to do that, even blog, um, you know, you as the business owner know better than anyone else what it is you're really trying to do. And if you're having trouble articulating it or even if you're trying to tell a story, it's not coming out right. Or if you're doing it in a presentation format, it's not coming out right. You know, kind of the only way to break through that cycle is to just keep working at it um, in maybe some sort of old-fashioned ways, whether that's writing or talking or even sitting in front of a camera and just having, you know, somebody, you know, somebody videotape it or, or you do it against, you know, your, you know, as a selfie and, you know, try and tell yourself tell yourself on what it is that you're trying to do. And I think that helps, that'll help kind of take maybe the, the ocean of an idea that you have that you're trying to boil into a much more manageable place. Um, and you can get the story down into, you know, something that's much easier for everybody to understand. So. I, I love it. And I'll, I'll give you one that I've kind of gone down and, uh, and really it's just thinking about going, go to the professionals. So one way, what I mean by that is, yeah. So I have I'm I'm pretty decent at telling a story and I've you know I've been working on that craft for a while but um, that being said I know there's a, where the professionals lie and what where there's some really good ones out there so the way I'll give you an example and going out of the genre that I guess you would consider me in which would be you know your business owners entrepreneurs executives more business content. Well, um, I've been listening to a podcast, which, by the way, they don't, they don't have – I'm not getting paid to promote this, but I suggest checking it out. It's completely out of, my, out of my realm of what I consume for entertainment or what I um, would normally listen to. Um, but that being said, they're the master. He's the master in telling his story, and the podcast is lore. It's like a um, – well, it's some 
It's um it's a horror type podcast on telling stories on things that happened in the past that were along the lines of think of it like ghosts, haunted houses, all these other things. But a lot of the techniques and the way they're able to rope an audience in, um, just give you an idea, this guy's podcast is huge and it was so good and so well written that they made um, a TV show out of it and some other things. And so when you think about looking outside of your normal genre, I can tell you I've picked up a lot of things and I've changed some formats based on what I learned um, on listening to that content, but with the mindset of learning how to tell the story while listening to it. So not necessarily entertainment because it's just not what I would normally listen to on a day-to-day. Um, so just, just throwing that out there as an idea, there's some great podcasts out there um, that, that if you just listen to them, you'll be like, man, that's a, what, I don't know what that technique is that they're using on me, but it works. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a great one. And I, the other one I was going to suggest, um, which can be can have some dual applicability, both the storytelling and then, and then things to look for as a business owner because we're always trying to find the meaningful data points, is um, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History is an mm. awesome three, I think it's now three-season podcast, and all he does, if you've read any of, uh, of his uh, work, is, you know, find sort of what seems like totally innocuous data points and information and relates it back to the larger part of the story that those are actually the influential things and differentiators that, you know, that change outcomes for, for all kinds of, of uh of elements and, and, you know, both in, you know, just human nature and, and of course, it's business and athletics and, you know, he's got a variety of subjects that he talks mm-hmm. about. So um, that's just a, you know, another, another master another storyteller. Yeah. He's yeah. A, another exactly. master storyteller. Exactly. If I can get work. to that point, then I think we're done. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, let, let's spend a little bit of time talking about a, a um, Canoan associate. So what, what kind of things sure. are you doing over there? Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, we're, um, you know, at a very rudimentary level, we're a very lean uh, strategy services company. Um, we're helping businesses um, in a couple of key areas. Uh, so strategy sort of underlines all of all of the work that we do, um, but it backstops into some of my experience, and then and then of course the, the couple of founders that I work with. So uh, we start out on uh, product market and product market fit. That's you know kind of the one of the main reasons people pick up the phone and call or or text or whatever. <laughs> However, the universe gets a hold of us, mm-hmm. and then um, and then we can uh, dovetail into a growth of the company itself, and uh, there could be you know, companies that let's say starting to hit their revenue numbers or their goals upwards of raising an A round or B round of, of venture financing. Um, and then we can also help on some of their strategizing and business development side. And that could that could be anything from uh, helping to raise continue on follow on capital to strategic investors, you know, strategic investors and those that would, you know, maybe eventually become acquirers and things of that nature. So I don't want to say we go soup to nuts. That's definitely not who we are. Um, we picked our path. Um, we're a little bit past maybe just like the beginning, beginning phases of starting a company and looking for ones that have already got a little bit of traction and momentum and then, you know, are ready to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and those if somebody – Those are the – sorry. If somebody's listening to this and they want more uh, info on Canone Associates, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, so like all good tech companies, we're in the middle of redoing our website right now. But um, 
if they want to find me, they can put my name into Google. I'm pretty pretty reachable. Uh, or LinkedIn and Twitter are definitely two places I spend some some reasonable time on during work hours. All right, perfect. Well, hey, uh, I just re I want to thank you for. Um, number one, sharing with us what uh, your your past and experience, what and also what you learned from your TEDx talk and what you're doing over at Canal Associates. So thank you for your time, Joshua, and to the to the listeners as always. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, leave me a review, do all those uh, great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And uh, Joshua, thanks again for coming on.